the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Netflix. Remember when Netflix brought you goodness, DVD goodness in a red envelope? And you can keep it as long as you want it. And then things changed in Netflix. Now you they're dominating the television series business. They've taken that crown from HBO. Who took it from? Who took it from? I, they kind of invented it. That cable was better than TV. And then streaming is better than cable TV. Right? I'm so excited about Westworld. They did Shogun World recently. But then Netflix has got lost in space. I haven't seen the last episode of that one yet. I'm holding it off. It's like that last piece of meat that you're savoring for finishing dinner. That's like yummy, yummy last bite. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. But get this. Netflix DVD business is still in business. And it's still profitable. company is barely more than 3 million DVD subscribers compared to 125 million streaming subscribers. But the company has no reason to kill that business yet. It still earns money. It showed an operating profit of $56 million on $99 million in revenue in the first quarter. DVD plans range from 5 bucks a month to 12 bucks a month, while streaming plans are 8 to 14 a month. Fascinating, right? You would have thought, maybe that business is gone and is no more. But nope. Not so much. The tech bubble is something I've learned about firsthand in the 1990s. I came to the Bay Area 20-plus years ago, and one of the things I noted, well, it was about 20 years ago, one of the things I noted then was when I would go to the marina, the marina Safeway, everyone was good-looking, like really good-looking. I wasn't bad-looking. I'm not chopped liver, you know, but 15, 20 years ago, everyone was six foot or taller, and I'm like six foot one, six foot two, and I'm like, I'm not used to being the shortest guy in the Safeway. Man, Silicon Valley was able to pull people out, and people wanted to live in San Francisco. A lot of people worked for companies that were fascinating. Who do you work for? And it would almost be garage.com or garagedoor.com or frontdoor.com. You're like, what do you do? Front doors? Yes. And what are you going to do? Future. Backdoor.com. And you're like, whoa. And you're you're pulling six figures, and that's your business model? There was a company that wanted to figure out how to make the Internet smell. There's a great book called, it's not a nice word, what I'm about to say, but the company, the, the, the book is fantastic. I'll read chapters from it one day. It's basically a play on F apostrophe ED, companies. So you know what it means. Companies that are hurt, companies are damaged, companies that are, are you know, not in a good position to really succeed over the long term. And we grew to call these companies unicorns when these startups valued at more than a billion dollars have pulled in a ton of venture capital and now it's time to sell that idea 
to John Doe or John Average, Joe, Joe the Plumber. And like the best example of that in 2017 was probably Blue Apron, who is one of those companies that we've all seen the commercials for. And the idea of cooking kits at home, not a bad idea. You know, anyone who's tried it said, you know, the, the fruits were a little bit better than you can get at the store, believe it or not. And everything was properly chilled, believe it or not. And the ingredients were pretty uh, slim, so you didn't have to buy a lot of oregano that's going to go bad. So the peak of the tech unicorn bubble is always going to be talked about. The age of the unicorn is always fascinating. In 2014, there were 42 new unicorns in the United States. These are companies that have a value of a billion dollars, but are still private. And a lot of people think they're up to 50% overvalued. You know, Uber's worth billions and billions and millions of dollars, but they're private, so they're considered a unicorn until they come public, until we get to see what they're actually losing and see what they're actually doing in business. In 2014, there were 42 new unicorns, companies that were created that we said, if they come public, are going to be worth over a billion dollars. In 2015, there were just 43. Now, the unicorn market hasn't hit that number again in a long time since then. In 2017, there's just 33 new U.S. companies that achieved unicorn status. This year, there have been 11 new unicorns created, according to PitchBook data. But those numbers tend to move around, and, you know, obviously, in the middle of the year, you don't know what's going to happen. But right now, there, there, there used to be a, a business model in the 90s that I, I lived through, and you did too, probably, on some level. It was called the Get Big, Get Big Fast and then IPO. In 1999, the average life of a tech company before it went public was four years. Today, it's 11 years. So back then, you come up with an idea, you borrow money from venture capitalists, and you spend like crazy to get revenues. And then you go to Wall Street and you say, look, our revenues are going at, growing at 50 to 100%. We want it to sell this story to Main Street. And they did. But now there's fewer and fewer unicorns out there. Investors are focusing on you know, growing the customer base, not necessarily profit, until profit turns into something important. And it always does. I've asked you know, analysts before, you know, what's the most important thing going forward? And it's always earnings. It's all about earnings on Wall Street. So new regulation, beginning with the Jobs Act, allowed unicorns to have far more shareholders before they disclose their financials publicly. And you don't remember that. And we change the rules on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, we don't really ask a lot of questions until they become public. And then we don't really know a lot. And it's one of the reasons I stay away from companies that have only been trading for one year on the public markets. It's because we don't know. It's like Snap sounded like a great idea. But when they came public, if you waited, you kind of learned that their management's a little cuckoo in the, in the a little loco in the cocoa. Oh, now, shares surged 44-plus percent for Snap on its first day. So some people are making money, but as it settled in, the company's not. And the company, uh, you're seeing, oh, we're all about Snap stories. We're all about Snap stories. And then you see Facebook has copied the feature, and they've got more Facebook stories than Snap has Snap stories. Dropbox goes public. It has a big pop its first day. But Dropbox only has 200,000 paying customers, and they'll say, but we have 500 million users, but only 200,000 pay. That's like you know me coming home and saying, 
to the wife, you gave me money for groceries and look, I bought these magical seeds that may grow into groceries or they may grow into the, the clouds and we'll go get that goose, right? 200,000 paying customers is all you have, not 500 million users. That's a tough one to sell. Not all unicorns have to IPO to be you know, winners or losers. There are some companies that you know, get acquired and they never come. When reflecting on unicorn IPOs, it's super important to say, when did they raise their last uh, round of funding? Are they successfully generating revenue at what growth rate? Is this a bad sign for the Bay Area that we're creating fewer unicorns on a year-over-year basis? Yes, because we're not drawing money in to give to employees, to give to buildings, to give to technology. We're running out of ideas in the Bay Area We'll see how long it lasts, but it tends to lead towards a tech recession. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. How hard is it to make a pop song, right? I think it's harder than, than I think it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anthony Bourdain, dead at age 61. Apparent suicide found in his hotel room in France. They say that when celebrities start committing suicide, that there's a spike in suicides nationwide, especially in the United States. Be careful out there. Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Chris Cornell, the guy from Lincoln Park. So, like, it happened in Paris or something like that. Uh, I don't know enough about it. I'll shut up. So, the big stories out there today. Apple's in a little bit of hot water. Not really. They've cut their earnings for... No, 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 no. They, they cut an order supply. So, some of their suppliers in semiconductors are getting hit today and having a pretty bad day. That's how it goes. When you're the big boy and you go out there and you say, um, we're cutting numbers... Whether you're Apple or back in the day Dell, you had that, you kind of owned the, a lot of people made a lot of money off you, right? Apple's warned suppliers it will need 20% fewer iPhone components for the second half of the year. iPhone shipments are expected to total 80 million this year, less than the 100 million Apple planned for at this time last year. That's a pretty bad number. Let's say you and your spouse are talking about, you know, this year I want to earn a dollar. And then halfway through the year, you go, maybe 80 cents. Or I want to have 100 children, and you're like, maybe 80. So, you know, one makes a little bit more sense than the other. Even 80, 80 kids doesn't make sense, right? But you, that's a pretty big disappointing jump. I own shares of Apple. Apple's asked its supply chain to manufacture about 20% fewer components for its iPhones. Shares of Apple, which usually launches iPhones in the second half of the year, down about 2.2%. So they're cutting 20% of the order. But they're down 2.2%. You know, we, we get that there's services. We get that there's some other things that they should be focusing on. Which, by the way, it's, it's starting to become painful, painfully obvious that um, that's going on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anthony Bourdain dead. It was pretty interesting about him. And uh, I guess I'm coming back to it ever so, so briefly. It's probably my favorite thing to do at Christmas time. Holidays, when you have that week off and you're stuck with family, is one of the things I've always liked to do is, is watch Anthony Bourdain shows, Parts Unknown. 
And uh, for CNN, you might remember, this was kind of big. When CNN got into scripted shows and non-news, Anthony Bourdain was there. He was a big hit for them, a big hire. Because CNN used to be like, let's talk about the president. Now on to the G7 meetings. So for him to go, look at this, this squirrel from Tennessee, it's luscious. And the next thing you know, he's in Japan. He's like, this is the best sushi restaurant I've ever been at. But I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I want to come back here and still eat. And you're like, let's try to figure it out. Let's try to figure it out. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of changed TV a little bit. So I guess I'm going back there, aren't I? I know you're saying yes. And there's a lot of caution right now ahead of the two-day group of seven summit in Canada. I, I News is too much for me. I honestly need to buy a cabin in the woods and unplug and not watch news for like a month and just like detoxify this stuff. The news is spinning Trump leaving the, the G7 meeting as an insult to allies. Or if you pay attention to another article or another news channel, they're spinning. He's heading off to Singapore to try to win the Nobel Peace Prize and and you know slow down North Korea. Or like ah. Uh, It's too much. This is a fine-tuned machine. (laughs) Anything but fine-tuned machine, right? So Google's having some problems right now, and I also own shares of Google. Google's having a problem with the European Union saying that, you know, uh, you may have to separate search from what you do, or you may have to separate your phone operating system, Android, from your search, or you may have to separate your maps from your phone operating system, or you may have to... So Google's at a, at a moment right now, and if it doesn't remind you somehow, some way, some shape, some form of Microsoft in the 1990s and how they, they got too powerful in the eyes of some, and they thought they were building great product. You know, Google's thing is do no evil. But yet Google, that's the, one of their mottos in the company, and yet they do contract work for the military involving its artificial intelligence technology, which does not include its current job helping the Pentagon with drone surveillance. So they've got some businesses out there that are, like, helping America kick butt. Um, So they're having some internal problems with employees. Stock is a mature tech stock, which is a, a, a huge compliment. They still have a ton of upside, in my opinion. But they also are facing antitrust issues at this point. And how are we going to separate them? And here's the thing. In the end, you want Bill Gates being Bill Gates. You don't want him going to the European Union and, and having some guy from France yell at him, and then there's an interpreter. The French guy goes, oh, oh, oh. and then the interpreter says, Mr. Gates, you are a, a, a horrible billionaire. You are cr- crushing small businesses. I'm French. I'm Why f- do you think I have this French. outrageous accent, you silly king? So we got that. There's a Netflix of China out there. Um, it's one of the most popular investments from millennials right now. There's an app called Robinhood, which, which lets you basically be at lunch day and say, I want to buy shares of Apple. And it you, takes money from your bank account, buy shares, and then settles everything for you. And it's, it's a pretty cool app. It's, 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 it's a pretty cool brokerage system and it's getting bigger. So Robinhood, one of the things that they do, because you may not know Robinhood, you may know of companies like Morgan Stanley and Vanguard and TD Ameritrade. You don't know of Robinhood. Wasn't he that character who was kind of a socialist? He took from the rich and gave to the poor. Yes. Yes. So there's a Netflix of China. 
And um, I just want to throw that out there for you. It's up 90% this year. Robinhood is getting some press by talking about it. The company is IQIYI. IQIYI. Should you buy stocks of companies you know very little about? Like you'll never go to China and see the Netflix. You'll never go to their corporate buildings. Is this a problem? Or are you okay with it? IQIYI. If you can't pronounce it, should you not buy it? There's something there, right? Be careful. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. There's a big to-do happening in media right now, and uh, let's just talk about it for a second. Later this month, the Department of Justice is supposed to rule on AT&T and their ability to acquire Time Warner, which would give them a pretty nice little asset in HBO. Give you reason to have that $90 a month phone bill, unlimited data plus free HBO or something like that is the idea. Will the Department of Justice approve the deal or not? They damn well better. Let me tell you why. Because yesterday, or the day before, these days kind of blend together at times. Man, how did the year get halfway through? Amazon made history by buying rights to the English Premier League. Which, at times, is the best premier, is the best soccer in the world. Not always. Real Madrid and Barcelona will have something to say about that. But Real Madrid and Barcelona will go through phases where their economies don't do well. And it'll shift back to either Germany and or the English Premier League. It'll never, ever be Italian soccer. No one likes Italian soccer, except for the Italians. Now that's Italian. Mamma mia. I don't know what I'm saying. Just sh- shut me up, okay? So Amazon made history by becoming the first tech company to buy the rights to show Premier League games. Okay, let's stop for just a friggin' second. Amazon, who is not ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. They're not, you know, dun-dun-dun-dun. You know, they're not... The Super Bowl, uh, in any way, shape, or form of media. You don't think of them that way. You're like, hey, I need a 50-foot extension, cord extension. It'll be there. But Amazon buys the rights to the Premier League. And, and they work in a kind of funny way, and I, I can't even possibly explain it, but it, it, it breaks them in. There's been a five-year stranglehold on media rights by Sky and British Telecom. BT. BT. So how long do you think until... Google or Facebook throw down the money to the NFL and says, we want not only games, but we want the Super Bowl. Google TV, YouTube TV, rather, is the right way of saying that, right? We watch MLS, which is some of the worst soccer in the world compared to Premier League soccer. You'll see a little YouTube TV going on on the, on the jerseys. It's good service. It's real good service. So anyhow, and anyway, media is changing. And if in in any way, what I'm trying to get at is, is our Department of Justice really dragging their feet over Time Warner and AT&T when Amazon's going out and buying the rights, where YouTube's going out and buying rights, where do you see what I'm going at? Get it out. You see old dinosaurs like Dave Letterman get out of television because he can't get young celebrities to sing songs with them. He just doesn't want to do it. 
he doesn't want to do it. And then on one hand, he can't get viral videos going. And then on the other hand, he can't compete with like satellite radio where Howard Stern can interview someone for an hour and a half. So Letterman's like, I quit. <laughs> I'm taking my, my TV comedy bag and leaving. And get this, because he can't compete on broadcast television less than, a, you know, two years later, he's on Netflix with, you know, a hundred million dollar deal or something ridiculous like that. So media is changing. And if our Department of Justice is slow to move their feet on this one, it, it tells you, be careful because like Comcast is getting ready to make a bid on Fox and some of their, their assets, their non-sports assets. Comcast has said, we will spin off Comcast Sports Network to get this done. Disney has said the same exact thing because they already have ESPN. And the Department of Justice is looking at it like, guys, um, I don't think you get it. At some point in time, the San Jose Sharks won't be on Comcast Sports Network. They'll be on YouTube TV. Because where's the money right now? If you look at the market caps, if you look at the valuations of these tech companies, they're tiny. They're tiny, comparatively. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Should you buy smart light bulbs or not? I have no experience with them. Um, there's a $144 Philips Hue white ambient starter kit. Really? Now, again, oh, it's the Internet of Things. It's IoT. It's got semiconductors. I mean, it's, it's, it's the future of making our life a little bit easier. If you remember the old TV show in the 1980s, Buck Rogers with Gil Gerard? <laughs> Talking about man girdles. Talking about man girdles. Uh, he got big. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there's an app that lets, sets the schedule so lights automatically come up any time of the day. Do we need that? Is that where we're at, where we need a $144 light bulb kit? Now, yeah, I, I kind of get the idea that, you know, having you know, your lights slowly turn on at 6 in the morning, right before your alarm goes off at 6.15, could be good. But uh, tough to say that our society is solving a lot of great problems with that one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Kate Spade suicide. Anthony Bourdain it's tough to say if it's a suicide or a drug overdose because you don't know, right? But he too. But I guess a drug overdose is suicide. It's just maybe an accident. Accidental suicide, right? We're going to talk about real estate a little later. But Amazon in the English Premier League, shaking it up, which is a pretty good time to do it right now because one of the things that they're going to be able to talk about is the 32 nations who are heading to Russia this week as the World Cup is amongst, upon us. I say anybody but Germany. I know. I know. I still haven't gotten over that World War II thing, right? Anybody but Germany or Russia. Russia would be uh, And again, evil empires, right? That's what I have uh, going against these guys. Um, money investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Homes are selling in America at a record pace. And the implications are quite different for buyers and sellers. And we are moving in that higher interest rate environment. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on the low-end homes versus the high-end homes. High-end homes are taking a little bit longer to sell than the low-end entries, telling you that there's a lot of demand from the entry person. Um, another article that 44% of San Franciscans are considering leaving the Bay Area because of the high cost of housing and living. That's a lot of people. That's up from 38% just a year ago. Um 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money, investing, and more. Healthcare in retirement. 
is really expensive, it's going to be the largest thing that hits you. And when I say that, I, I throw it out there as kind of like, well, what's your largest expense now? Is it splurging on vacations? Is it your mortgage? Yep. So healthcare, very, very expensive. There is something to be said that we as a society should like encourage healthier seniors. And yet we don't. And most seniors that I know, their favorite food is Taco Bell, Taco Hell. Uh, we want to say it, right? And it, it seems to like, I don't know, our, our society doesn't have the agenda correct, in my opinion. Like the whole idea that we don't do any credit card training in high school, and maybe they do now, but credit scores even. One day is all it would take to teach high schoolers all about it. And yet, I, I still see people pulling out debit cards at like crazy paces. But anyway, I'm totally digressing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The G7 meeting is going on. It's a two-day event. It's a little kind of situation where maybe we come out of this with a little bit calmer thought on tariffs. Or maybe Trump goes nuclear and we come out of it with more tariffs over the weekend, right? I know what's good and bad. Short term, no one will ever know the direction of the markets. But short term, over the weekend, we can have headline-shaking news, right? And then Trump's off to Singapore to start the progress on North Korea. I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. But it's kind of interesting because, like, the way we're learning about this is, like, uh, Japan's slowly letting out the news, like, hey, when you're, when you're talking to North Korea, can you kind of, like, protect us with some of the shorter-range nuclear weapons? And Trump's like, long-range nuclear weapons, bad. Long-range nuclear weapons, bad. Take stick and hit person. They will be met with fire, fury, and, frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. Adidas last year sold over one million sneakers made of recycled ocean plastic. Isn't that one of the crazier stories out there, that there's a, a plastic... Basically, size of, of Delaware, Whoa. island floating around in the ocean. But um, Adidas does a pretty good job. Sustainability is one of the buzzwords right now. And that's going to be an important thing for you as an investor is as you get along, be careful on the buzzwords. But know what the buzzwords are kind of what the church of what's working now. What church do you belong to? I, I belong to the church of what's working now, right? On Wall Street. That's where you get kind of your faith. Um, so sustainability is going to be a big word of corporations in the future. And like Google's having internal problems with their employees because millennials really believe in, in, in ideas. Sustainability is one of them. Do no evil is another one of them. Um, fresh local. Um, those are all big issues. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I got a seminar coming up soon. You can sign up for it at Show. There's also a mailing list for an email newsletter that, I'll be honest with you, comes out whenever I put it together. <laughs> and it probably does have spelling mistakes. So, that's right, Jack. That's right, Jack. June 28th, next big seminar coming up. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Palo Alto Elks Lodge, June 28th, 630 to 830. That's 20 days from now. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Through the years, I've gone from a, a younger man in radio 
to a more mature man in radio. And I get it. I wish I knew then what I know now kind of thing is is pretty obvious in the stock market, right? And I remember in the 1990s using terms were pretty common, like diversification, not diversification, but put all your eggs in one basket. And that basket was tech stocks for a little bit of time. It was also finances, financials. And the diversification kind of became a good thing in 2000 when there was a big uh, stock market correction from 2000, 2002, where it took out the tech stocks, the market giveth and the market taketh away. And I don't want to get biblical or anything like that on you, but it's a, it's a fair statement <laughs> when you're seeing people who are at lunch buying stocks and asking professionals like, hey, you got a tip or let me give you a tip. That's when it gets kind of crazy. That's one of the things I, I oh. as I've gotten older, I've seen financial planning change. And for instance, I got an email yesterday from a, a man who was very, 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 very sweet, but also very, very naive. Um, he's underperformed the market considerably in his lifetime. Um, he doesn't know what to do. He's asking for advice. And then he says, but I don't want to pay for advice. I'm like, I wasn't trying to hit him up for pain. I'm just saying like, what, what are you averse to? Oh, I want to do it on my own. I'm like, okay. And I just think it's a bad idea. And what's sad about that is, is that sometimes just having that little bit of knowledge that you're smart can get you into a lot of trouble. So because the risks out there, you know, you have to be built for it. Iceman. Val Kilmer's going to be in the next Top Gun. Woohoo! Woohoo! And it's super embarrassing for the Navy because they have a new plane that was supposed to be featured in the movie. But it's not done yet. So they're going to use an older plane. And this is embarrassing for the Navy because it's not going to be cutting edge, right? If you think about it, Top Gun probably recruited a lot of people into the military, making it look kind of cool in its day and age. But Val Kilmer's coming back, as is Tom Cruise. They're just gonna, we're all going to pretend that Top Gun 2 never happened. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Keep in mind, Val Kilmer did win Top Pilot that year. He has the plaque, right? He's got the trophy. He can't take trophies away. Remember this movie? This this stops just this one song right now. The Highway to Danger. I wasn't going to continue talking about Top Gun, but the very first scene in the movie, you would go into consumer electronics stores like Circuit City. Do you remember Circuit City? Or it, it, Best Buy kind of killed Circuit City, and uh oh, Best Buy's in trouble with Amazon, right? But you'd go into Circuit City, and the, the, there'd be a guy who's making a commission. And he'd bring you into the, the stereo room or the TV room. He had to close the door, and then he'd turn Top Gun up. He'd show you the TV and, like, look at the resolution on this puppy. It's 480. It's like, okay? No, 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 no. See these big pixels? <laughs> but no, they, 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 they kind of had, they, it was their go-to move. Put in a DVD or a laser disc of uh, Top Gun. Okay, that's just kind of a crazy memory for me. Right now, what is very, very sexy is financial tech as far as investment goes. So if you're thinking about, like, I want to get outsized gains, keep in mind, the bigger gain you go for, the bigger loss you're going to aim for, too, or maybe potentially hit. But fintech is is kind of a marvel right now with your PayPal or your Square or your Visa or MasterCard. You're at the heart of what's happening right now. You know, Visa, you go, and, oh, they're an old company. I don't want to own them. I want to own... 
And maybe it's Robinhood or, I don't know, some sort of fintech company. Venmo, right? Well, Venmo is owned by PayPal, so scratch that. Oh, then you want to own Apple Pay, or Apple Pay is not really telling us how much they're doing. They kind of do. They kind of don't. It's better than expected um, kind of thing. But, okay, so I would own those companies, MasterCard, Visa. I would own PayPal. I would own Square. Um, and Visa's not stupid. Visa's got their, like, they own some of the smaller companies that will IPO. And it's probably a safer way for you to play it that way than it is to try to go out and own the IPO. Because when you go out and buy an IPO, anyone who's ever, you know, a lot of people have made money inside the company on their shares that they bought for 10 cents and stock options. And then now suddenly they're worth 16 bucks. A lot of CEOs, a lot of secretaries say, I'm going to buy a boat. You know, I got this at dirt cheap level. So IPOs are a little bit, you have to love boat. Meryl Steuben, may he rest in peace. Dead or not dead? I don't know. I'm just going to kind of assume he is. Exciting. Later today, we're going to see the headline, Anthony Bourdain. Dead. Suicide. But then Captain Steuben right next to him is going to get buried behind it. Because he wasn't as big of a celebrity in the last 40 years. 50 years? 50? Oh my gosh, it's almost 50 years. Love Boat was like late 70s, wasn't it? Or early 80s? Maybe, uh, maybe early 80s. Late 70s, maybe. Wow. Yeah, he's Whoa. dead. Yeah. Dirt nap for sure. Dirt nap or no dirt nap. So um, anyway, I'm, I've totally digressed. Financial tech's really hot and sexy right now. And you may be tempted to get into some of the edgier names that will get acquired, but they will be acquired by the bigger boys. If Apple needs a transacting technology, they'll acquire it. If Apple needs a branding company, they'll acquire it. If Apple needs a, a company that does transactions uh, through hot air balloons, they'll acquire it. So the big names in financial tech, in my opinion, MasterCard, Visa, PayPal, Square, to start, start your research there. Or FinTech, Google today, FinTech, F-I-N-T-E-C-H. But don't do it on your Android because that might be breaking European laws. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.